with artists created and produced by Detlef Schlick, a visual artist and ritual designer, living and loving in West Cork, and best known for his essay about the cause and effect of shamanism, art and digital culture. Working in the field of performance, photography, painting, sound, installations, and film he will dive and discover with us and a weekly creative guest into the unknown and exciting deep ocean of the creative mind. This is Detlef Fisch, as today we dive into the deep and unknown exciting ocean of our creative mind together with John Adams. Hi, Ted. Hi, John. I'm already with him in the fourth episode, which is mad, which is great. We had already three episodes talking a lot about John's artwork, among other things, about John is artist, painter, and drummer, first of all, painter, secondly, drummer. He used to live a long time in London, came in the 90s back to Ireland, and is as well quite a lot artivist, I would say, helping more other artists than painting on his own. Uh, yeah, John. Hi again. Thank you very much for the last three podcasts. It was great. Thanks, Dad. Yeah, it's great to be chatting to you. It's kind of nice to reminisce about my life, you know, sometimes. Because um, I guess you feel like you've done a lot. But recently, you know, with my health scare, my cancer, and... Uh, and uh, just, just again for the new listeners, um, just mentioned it shortly. John has this two-month cancer. They find it two months ago, and, and he has his operation six weeks ago. He's waiting for his chemo in two weeks, and uh, that's what he's going through currently. He's, he's sitting here next to me with a with little, little, little bag and at his stomach. I have a friend up in Dublin. She calls it Louis. And I said, why do you call it Louis? It's this Louis Vuitton. <laughs> I mean, John, I must say, I think it is, I think, very difficult to keep the humor on moments like this. She she, she, she helps anyway by friend Maura and Dublin. Yeah. She always says to me, the first thing she says, how's Louie? For fuck's sake, it's like, I'm not, how's Louie? But that's, but that's really black humor. But yeah, it's the last the last thing you want to think about. But um, yeah, it's nice to be able to laugh about it, but having a colostomy bag which they call a stomach bag these days is kind of you know the last thing in the world you really want to have but luckily you know that it keeps it keeps you alive doesn't it yeah but you know luckily you know it's only a few weeks ago that I thought I was going to die like you know I, I really was in a dark place after being diagnosed with cancer oh that they'd is... be told that you have 18 lymph nodes and 13 of them have cancer in yeah. You think, I'm fucked, like, you know. Uh, and, uh, you know, when I was meeting the oncologist and all that, I didn't hear half of the thing. Oh, shit. He said to me, you know, I was in such shock. Sure. And um, the way he did it was very clever in the first place. Like, he just, he, he really um, just laid it on me as soon as I came in the room. Like, we found these 18 lymph nodes. And I seen of them have cancer. Like I couldn't hear much after that because I had originally thought that that's it had a tumor and they had got the tumor in the uh, in the um, operation. But you know, so I went into a very dark place. A couple of weeks, I wasn't able to sleep. Yeah, 
I was planning on buying a grave. I was planning I was going to die and uh, who I'd leave what to. You see it in a beautiful house, all the artwork. Uh, there's a lot of shit to organize. Yeah. I'm going to die. Like, God, yes. You know, and I, oh, most of my stuff is really not very well organized. Like I've got so many kind of, I use copy books, right? They're, yeah. They're not diaries. They're not copy books. I just write in these books. Like uh, I have one book probably will last me a few months. Uh, and I just write in it. Whatever I need to write in it, I remind myself. I'm a saint. You know, and just stuff that I need to write down to remember. I'm a saint. If you were to go and find all those books, you wouldn't be able to make much sense out of that. So, like, anyway, I guess artists, I don't know, maybe it's just me, but everybody thinks about what their legacy is going to be, what they're going to leave behind, yeah. if there's going to be anything to remember. Yeah. But, I mean... The ideal scenario for an artist is that you're going to get some curator who's really was your worth putting something together like who wants to who wants to document everything. So they want to come in and take all your artwork and photograph it professionally, yeah. and then they want all your documents so that somebody who's clever enough can write the story of your life uh, in in some sort of meaningful way. Uh, like, I think that's what most artists would dream of. But I know that it doesn't happen in Ireland well, because the curators aren't interested in that sort of stuff. But I think it's... Especially it's, not in court. I mean, if, as long as you're not really famous, it's, it's probably... But I tell you what, old. I'd seen it in Cork. All the best-known painters yeah. of the last 50 years. Yeah. Well, I've been here since 1996. Yeah. I've seen so many old guys who were well-known Cork artists. I've seen them die without the Crawford Gallery showing their work uh, or putting on an exhibition. Nobody in Cork gives a shit. Nobody, none of the curators do what I've just suggested. That uh, needs to be done. Uh, I mean, if a city was proud of its artists, uh, they would make sure that was done. But it's not done. They don't give a fucking uh, Cork City Council about the artists, who's dying and what's happening. They'd, I told you about the two main political parties. They're not cultural yeah. people. Yeah. They're not interested okay. in art. They're not interested in culture. They're not interested in documenting our heritage. You look at all the history of this city. I mean, let her, can anybody go and find out about the history of Cork? Let's let's come back to your heritage before all the time has gone over again as well. Okay, I'm just talking about the thoughts that were going through my head yeah. when I got diagnosed with cancer. And all the stuff. So, you know, when this mortality comes into your mind, you realize, hang on, I've done a lot of good art, right? I've done a lot of stuff that I'm really proud of. Absolutely, yeah. There's a shit lot more I want to do. I want to do stuff that's a lot better than what I've done. You know, that, I feel like, you know, what I explained to you earlier, Dick, that all that work that I've done in the last 25 years, I feel like I've just been learning how to paint. Absolutely. But like that, that, that's, 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 yeah, last show. Sure, sure. sure. So I feel like I'm just getting in my stride as an artist. Sure. I'm starting to become a good painter, yeah. finally. I mean, and the other problem is if you're creative, you have so many other things in your mind. I had a chat with so many artists, friends, uh, they're going to go ballistic sometimes, you know, if they would like to do anything what that comes into their mind, you know, and I mean, yeah. in my case, the same. I'm always thinking already in the immersive shows and not just in the painting, you know. Exactly. So, yeah, well, yeah, I do like, um, you know, I love all sorts of stuff like projection. Yeah, uh, yeah, you know. Uh, and I mean, we, we live in the 21st century and it is, as an artist, often you soak and swallow impressions like a sponge, you know, and yeah. and that's, that has to go out somehow. And it's nowadays, we swallow and soak so many things that it 
can't be just brought through paintings, you know. I mean, at least in my, in, in, yeah. in my case, you know, so uh, so I know exactly what you mean. Well, you know, my biggest problem is getting my work seen, Dad. Yeah, I mean, you can see it in my house here. Yeah. But as I said to you, it's nearly impossible to get exhibitions in Ireland, publicly funded galleries and the private art galleries, really difficult to get in. Like they're like a closed shop. You know, they don't take on new artists very often. So most Irish artists have to struggle to show their work in alternative venues. Like they either have to rent a room somewhere or they show their work in a hotel or a restaurant or a bar, which is not ideal because people don't go into these places to see art. They go in there to have a drink or to have a meal. Or Whereas in art gallery, people go in there to see the art, go in there to try and appreciate art. So that is the reason they go in there. I mean, to be often, how often do you sell, I mean, one doesn't artists sell a piece of work, you know, it's where it's all, you know, in the West Cork Art Centre in, in Skibori. Well, they don't sell the work. They, they publicly fund a gallery. They're not allowed to sell the work. They, 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 they don't sell off. Really? Yeah, sure, sure, sure. Well, most of them are. Oh, 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 you can, oh, sure. But if you have their, a member's show, maybe if you're lucky, they sell maybe from 50 members, uh, from one or not, 200 paintings, maybe one yeah. or two. You know? Yeah, but that's because they don't need to sell the work, so they don't make any effort. Like, for example, if I had an art exhibition debt, uh, I put in a lot of effort in who I'm going to invite to the exhibition. I would get maybe yeah. 500 invites printed. Yeah. Beautiful. In- yeah. uh, like, it's important the invite looks good for a start. That's to be professional. Yeah. So, you know, I've done this from a very early stage in my career. And do a really good invite. Yeah. And it's professional looking. And then you put it in an envelope. And you go around the city where you're showing your work. And you go into all the doctors. You go into all the solicitors. You go into all the barristers, all the owners of the big businesses. You go into every privately owned shop. You ask who's the owner. You put the owner's name on the envelope. It's a lot of work. So you 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 spend a whole week going around with the invites, trying to get the wealthy of your city and for your exhibition. That's that, you have to do that. And the trouble is, these art galleries they don't do that. You know, they don't make an effort. And like most of even private galleries. They don't even try to get into the corporate world and getting in touch with managing directors of big companies and stuff like that to buy art or like I used to have a, I used to rent my art. Would you believe that? Yeah, I had a business yeah. renting art yeah, 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 yeah. in the corporate sector. All right, and I just hated being a businessman. I know. I just hate. I think most of the artists hate it, and, and that's why it's it's very difficult. And that's why I don't like selling prints because when you start selling prints and postcards and greeting cards and all that, you just end up end up becoming a salesman. You're going around to shops. You're filling out invoices. You're keeping records of who you've given what to, and. Uh, uh, trying to chase up money from people, but the best of problems are the artists. They, they just can't could actually theoretically survive on a way like this. Yeah, if they're good at it, and then you're forced into other things to make money, like teaching, which is just as difficult because teaching takes up so much mental effort that you, you you're exhausted after it, and it is uh, it is very difficult. And that's why you know most of the people who teach art don't do art themselves because they're too tired after spending a week teaching. You know? Well, I mean, a friend of mine, Paula Martins, she is teacher in Skibarine at the former Russell College. Yeah. 
and she's teaching arts, professional arts practice, and they are really great. They, they're gonna work teaching, and then after all evenings, they still find time to produce own art, which I admire that. I really do. I find it very difficult. I think a, a lot of teachers find that because I find my art, I have to immerse myself in it. It's like you go into a zone, and it's not like you can just click out of it and then click back into it. But kind of you go into that zone, yeah, it's for a period of yeah. time. It might be a few weeks, it might be a, it might be a month, yeah. and then you stop. Yeah. Like one time I painted for five days and five nights yeah. without going to bed. Yeah. No, I didn't sleep for yeah. five days and five nights. I just painted non-stop yeah. for five days and five nights. That's a lot. And that was like, it was like going on a trip. It was like hallucinating for five days. And after that you were exhausted. I did huge amount of work. But after that I couldn't sleep because I had been awake for five days and five nights. I can imagine that. And I had to go to my doctor and ask him for a sleeping time. Right. Because I tried to sleep and I couldn't sleep. And how long did it take to, um, um, until... Well, well once I took to sleep in tablet, I was all right. I went back to sleep. But no, I mean, I mean... But for five days and five nights... Ugh. It was an amazing journey. Like I had this big exhibition of my... It was in Outlaw Studios down in the old Ford factory in the Docklands area of Cork City. Uh, and it was an amazing studio, but it was freezing cold because the windows were... I had a couple of broken windows in my studio and this was in at Christmas time right. and it was snow covering the... Wow, wow. The industrial estate was covered in snow and everybody had gone home for Christmas. So I was the, like, the only person in the whole industrial state uh, working uh, I, there wasn't a soul around I was, you were alone in the studio right? yeah for five days and five nights I was in there and I drank probably at least a bottle of vodka every day and I smoked a lot of dope and that kept me going for five days and five nights. You wouldn't believe the amount of work I got done, like how I got a huge amount of painting. Did you listen to music? Oh, absolutely, always listen. Which 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 kind of? I listened to every kind. No, I mean in, in the five days. Yeah, I listen to everything. I love classical music when I'm painting. I love heavy rock. Mm. I like jazz. I like reggae. Everything. You know, it depends on your mood at the moment. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 I mean, I mean, that sounds really like a like a great experience. But that was probably then the first time, the last time that you did it five days in a row. Oh, yeah, yeah. You couldn't do that very often. But it was some adventure and it was an amazing feeling. And I can remember, you know, at seven o'clock in the morning, needing drink, the vodka was all gone. Girl. And walking down to Charlie's Bar, it's an early, early bar, you know, was it? for the dockers. And walking down there at 7 a.m. and drinking with all these drunk men at 7 a.m. And it was fucking brilliant. And then going back to my studio and painting more. This is Without another bottle of vodka. Yeah, with another bottle of vodka. Back to the studio. And now you stop drinking in total. Yeah. Yeah, well, once you get cancer, you know, you realize your life is on the line. you got to change your habits. Absolutely. I've been drinking heavily for 44 years. Wow. And smoking dope every day for 44 Wow. And I just realized it's time for a change, you know, and you've only got one chance at life. You're still you get cancer. Yeah. I, I'll never drink again. I'll never smoke dope again. I'm yeah. going to be clean for the rest of life. It's, it's good. Yeah. It's, it's good. I, I mean, maybe when I'm an, if I live to be an old guy in my 80s, maybe I'll start smoking dope again because I, I did like it, you know, and I did like drinking as well. I mean, I love spirits. I love 
whiskey and yeah, the, and all that. I'm, I'm happy that that that, that, that um, I can't. It doesn't agree with me, you know. So I'm I'm getting really. If I do it once, you know, I feel so bad the whole day. You look out of our hell. A little bit. I mean, I like my wine. I like my bath. I like my candlelight. And I like my bottle of wine. What, are, what about girls? Do you like girls? I like my girls. Yes. I, I'm single out there. Any ladies out there? <laughs> I'll be getting rid of this bike in a few months' time. <laughs> How are you? John, I mean, you know what, and Louis, yeah, John, I think it's really great for all the listeners who are listening, you know, so, so it, it might be a help for them as well to show that how to get through such a difficult time, isn't it? Well, you know, you got to be positive and you got to fight. In other words, you got to do everything you can. Give up smoking and drinking for a start. Like if you've got cancer. You can't continue to smoke and drink, like otherwise you're gonna die. Like you gotta, Probably. you gotta eat healthy. You gotta live healthy. You gotta go out and exercise. Do everything to fight the bastard disease. Like otherwise, um, you know, you obviously don't appreciate life to want to live unless you do everything in your power to live. And I'm sure that that we're gonna sit here or maybe somewhere else and and gonna have another podcast, you know, an update. I'm even gonna pay a, one of these neuropathical doctor kind of thing. I don't know. I'm paying our. Age 850 euros just to advise me uh, on the best things to take into my body for the rest of my life. That's lovely. I mean, John, so I think we had now in the fourth episode, the listeners had a little bit more chance to get into your paintings and where you're coming from somehow, you know. And if you listeners go back to all the three episodes, we randomly mumble around a little bit, but eventually we come always to the point. And I must say, John's work is great. It's really I'm surrounded here by a beautiful work and his house is really beautiful, very warm, very, very welcoming. I'm looking forward to stay here tonight. And uh, yeah... I would say we we listen then to another song, but first of all, I would say, dear listeners, um, and John has, has to go through his social media again to explain it. Yeah, well, before that, I would just like to say to everybody and to any artists out there, like, my, my biggest message to you all is that your art should have some meaning. It should, it should be telling a story about something you're passionate about. Don't just try to create a beautiful picture for the sake of selling a picture or making it beautiful because you want to please somebody else. Please, get a message out there, yeah. you know, about the environment or about something you feel passionate about. Yeah. That's what art really should be about, I think. Anyway, that's my own personal opinion. That's the mess. my message to you, artists, and to people that lovers of art, you know, Support the artists who really have something to say. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, if you want to see my art, I've got a website. It's www.johnadamsartist.ie. And I've got Instagram, which is John Adams Paintings. Facebook is John Adams. And there's a picture of me walking down some steps in a yellow T-shirt. John Adams. If you put in Cove or um, Cork. You'll probably find me easier. Cove is spelled C-O-B-H. Yeah, it's like the Americans call it Cobh, but it's C-O-B-H. And um, so at my house, my gallery is called Colymore the Artist's House. And that's C-O-L-I-E-M-O-R-E, the Artist's House. And that's on Facebook too. So uh, thank you very much, Dad, and thank you very much, listeners. I hope you enjoyed listening to us rambling on. 
It was great, John, really. I appreciate. I mean, we already planned it half a year, and, and now I'm made to come over to this place here. And you can, I think, visit him, so if you want to see his work. And, and you... well, anybody's welcome to visit my house in Cove if they're in the Cork area. Uh, they should give you a phone call. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely contact me first. I email or by phone. My email is johnadamsartist at gmail.com, and my phone is... Zero zero three five three eight seven seven eight oh four eight six six. Yeah, and you probably find this phone number as well on, on his contact page and website. Or just become member at the Isle of West Cork Artists Group um, on the Facebook page, and uh, we already have more than two thousand two hundred members. Uh, as a lively community, you can show as well your artwork. You can find artwork probably then of John as well, and. Uh, or go to on Instagram Lish, or at Attitude or at I Love Westcock Artists where where you always find some some posts there and uh, yeah where you can put as well some comments for for John and for myself. We had already three episodes. That is the last one, and we're still gonna play a song now. And for, for the, well, before I forget, thank you, dear listeners, in Argentina, in Germany, in England, France, Japan, Buenos Aires, America, Dallas, Texas, uh, New York, Colorado, Ireland. West Cork, Ballydahab, Cork, County Meath, Dublin, you name it. I mean, I forgot probably you're not, but I can't put them all on the list. So. Yeah. So you, that's it. You wouldn't do my drum performance in the fridge for the last one. I can. Yeah. Sure. Oh, that is a drumming performance in the biggest fridge in our county, Munster, which used to be the warehouse for the fruits, where, uh, where all the fruit for uh, Southern Ireland was stored. The Southern Fruit Warehouse, and I played a drum performance in there. And the drum performance is an art performance, and it's basically me shouting at the top of my voice while I'm playing the drums. And I'm saying no, and I'm screaming no, no at no, the world no, to all the bad no, things in the world. No, and that's basically no, what the performance is no, all about letting no, out my frustration no, at the bad and no, the evil in the world. And really no. trying to be as powerful as possible against no. the bad and the evil of the world. Yeah. No. That's how it's called Drums of the Fridge. It's on YouTube. Uh, it's about 10 minutes long. It gets better near the end. But um, you'll see my beautiful old BMW car. No, you can't see it in the, in, in the podcast. You can't hear, hear, hear the car. But you can find it then if you want to, to, to see the car on YouTube, you know? Yeah. My lovely old car, Black Betty, unfortunately, she died in 2017 when I had a crash and we went over on the roof together. All right. Spinning around upside down in the car. God. It's kind of scary. I mean, that that sounds already like, like another podcast, but uh, <laughs> I would say, so now we, we, we listen to John's performance. John's in the fridge. Dear listeners, dear John, thank you very much. Thank you, Ted. Uh, Thank you very much. And we gotta do probably an update in a year. And until that time, I wish you a lot of, lot of, lot of, lot of luck. Fingers crossed with with all your chemo and that you come out of everything as a healthy man. Thanks, man. Take care. High five. Cheers. Bye bye. Thank you, listeners. Bye bye.
You have listened to Artitude, West Cork's first art, fashion and design podcast. Artitude, never so close again. Ah! That was too close.